0: KCL or live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre, Carlo with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie.
1: Yes, good morning. We've made it through another week and indeed through a whole other month and a season actually now that I think about it because meteorologically speaking at least, Friday the 1st of September brings us not just a change of a month but the change of a season is now technically... Autumn, just gone four minutes past ten. It's Brian Redmond with you here on KCLR Live um, all morning. This morning, what have we got planned for you? Well, quite a lot, as always. It's a good weekend ahead. Lots of fun, interesting stuff coming your way over the weekend. I'll tell you all about that in a moment. But... Throughout the morning this morning we'll be talking about the return of the Very Pink Run. Yes, in aid of breast cancer awareness, uh, the CEO of Breast Cancer Ireland, Ashling Hurley, she'll be joining us around about 20 past 10 to tell us what we can expect and of course the importance of the event as well. We couldn't um, go through this morning without talking Electric Picnic but we're looking at it from a slightly different standpoint because it's not just a stage for those big international artists the likes of Billy Eilish obviously performing over the weekend as one of the headliners but also up-and-coming artists from Kilcarlo and Kilkenny and also um, taken to the EP stages this weekend. One of those is Cathy Long. We spoke to Cathy yesterday. We we were going to speak to her today but you can imagine she's busy preparing, pitching her tent and getting her vocal cords ready to go for a performance on the Climate Action stage. Um, But I'll play you that interview that we had with Cathy um, a little bit later on this morning. Alan O'Reilly, he's also at Electric Picnic but thankfully, he's given us time to uh, look at the weather for the weekend. Not just EP, but for everybody. Is it wellies and raincoats or is it going to be sun cream and sunglasses? We will find out. Edwina Grace, being busy out on the roads, clocking up the mileage as always. But as the kids returned to school this week, we asked Edwina to look back at uh, people's memories of their school days. And Edwina has been out on the streets of Carlo and Kilkenny speaking to people. Seeing if they can remember that far back, what was it like? Our Friday panel this week has uh, Labour Party activist Sean O'Harrigan and councillor Deirdre Cullen of Fianna Fáil. They're coming your way to talk about all of the goings and comings and doings and dauntings of the week. That will be happening around about 25 past 11. But we were talking lots of fun this weekend. Yes, tomorrow actually somebody just reminded me. It's um, National Cinema Day or International Cinema Day, one of those things. But it means for you and I, if you want to go to the cinema this morning, tomorrow morning, many people, many of the cinemas have uh, screenings available for as little as four euros per person. So if cinema is your thing, you can head along there. But uh, if you fancy trying to make the most of what's going to be a great weekend weather wise, we've got this. Hmm. yes it is technically autumn but you can still go to the seaside and believe it or not i had to be very very careful about how i scripted this this morning because it was uh could get me into trouble apparently all weekend this weekend intramore it's one euro per ride Yes, yeah, yeah, it's one word very important there. I could have said a different in, had a whole different connotation on that. But if you're looking to try and go to the beach, it's one euro per ride this weekend. But we can go one better than that because our friends at Tremor Amusement Park uh, they want to thank you all for your support right throughout the summer of 2023. And to do so, they've given us a book of 10 admission tickets um, to uh, Tremor Amusement Park. We've given them away all this week long. We had to do it on Friday, obviously, it's fun day and everything else. So if you want to take part, if you want to get involved, I'm going to ask you to text me or WhatsApp me the answer to the following question to be in with a chance of winning that book of 10 um, admission tickets to Tremor Amusement Park the question I'm asking you is all day tomorrow can you get a ride at Tremor Amusement Park for one euro one dollar or one drachma text me or whatsapp me on 083 306 9696 our dinner's ready text and whatsapp line open to you get those entries in now we're all trying to do our bit for the environment and of course, EVs, for those who can uh, get involved in the whole EV ecosystem, are a big part of that. But a recent GeoTab survey reported that of the county councils who took part in the survey, Carlo was one of just three reporting that they have no electric vehicles in their fleets at all. Here, look, of Carlo County Council, Councillor Andrea Dalton joins us on the line. Now, good morning, Andrea. Um, why doesn't Carlo have any EVs in its county council fleets?
2: Um, Well, I suppose I can give you a little bit of breaking news that we're actually in the uh, process of purchasing our first vehicle. When I I saw the article, I got on to the directors and just asked what the situation was. So we have over 100 um, um, vehicles in the fleet, 60 for roads, 20 for the fire service, and 20 then for other departments. But uh, the first power supply to power those vehicles has been installed now out of Powers Town and we're procuring our first EV um, which would make 1% of the fleet and a lot of the other councils um, are probably around that as well but having said that I suppose it's it's, it's a start Um I was speaking to the director Poriko Gorman, and um, he's currently doing an audit on the fleet um, to see what is suitable because not all of the the vehicles would be suitable for electrification so they're also looking at um, a process called uh, HVO hydrated vegetable oil for some of the larger vehicles like the fire tenders would never be able to run um, on electricity so we're all moving in the right direction Um, as you're aware Brian we all have to have our climate action plans ready before Next March. So, our draft climate action plan will be coming to council um, on our September meeting. Um, and in that, I'm sure, will be targets. To, we have to achieve 50% reduction in our targets um, for carbon. So, um, Some of the issues the director raised about why so far uh, we don't have electric vehicles is that many of our vehicles in Carlow County Council are leased, or hired and that's actually more difficult and more expensive to hire out the uh, electric vehicles and also another issue is that many of our workers bring home the vehicles um, because they're on call to go out to duty so that issue has to be addressed. So there is a whole review of the structures and of the fleet in Carlow but we're moving in the right direction and I'm glad to be able to give you the breaking news that we w- we won't be one of the three without one. Very shortly, as as one has been at the moment.
1: Well, as you said, 15 of the uh, county councils had reported that less than 5% of their fleet had switched. But, for example, Fingal County Council has electrified 60 out of its 190 vehicles, a 32% switch rate. Uh, it's a little bit disconcerting, Andrea, if you don't want me saying, to hear that it's only now that Carlo are, are making that switch. And yet, Carlo County Council, like all the county councils, have had so many um uh, environmental initiatives out there maybe should they should have been a little bit more inward looking earlier in this process
2: um, I I don't think so well I mean I'm all for it but I think what we've been focusing on is the infrastructure for people to use electric fields in the county and in a latest report there from Chill that was carried out, Carlo came out on top as the best county in Ireland for electric vehicles with 3.1 charging stations per 10,000 of population and the second most um, EV dealerships for the population at 1.8. Um, so we've been concentrating on the public um, side of things, which will have bring greater benefits. Of course, the fleet is something that we. But you're only talking about a hundred vehicles there, and a number of them that can only possibly be electrified, because the larger ones probably won't. But we are looking at that. But so we've been focusing, and to come out number one in Ireland for the best place to have or to own a, a, a electric vehicle, um, I suppose is where the focus has been on. So I, I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe we're behind the curve in, in electrifying the fleet, but I think coming out as number one in in, in the country is, is something that has to be commended as well by 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 the county council.
1: As you said I mean many vehicles within the fleet would need alternatives other than a straight plug-in electric vehicle because of their size etc um, and you've got one ordered on the way and um, how quickly would you expect to see that first electric vehicle for Carlo on the road and how quickly could you see a follow-on plan that would see a higher percentage of those vehicles being more environmentally friendly?
2: Yeah, um, I think that I think it's within the next few weeks the power supply is ready to there I think they're just currently in the procurement process but also the CCMA the uh, County Council Management Association are launching a strategy they've been working on a strategy on, on decarbonising fleets in councils across the country so I think we're just waiting the publication of that so that we're in line with that strategy as I said the director is currently doing an order of our, of our full fleet to see what is possible um, to electrify and to see what is possible to uh, change over to HVO. And HVO reduces carbon f- um, by up to 90%. It's not electric, but it's a 90% reduction on what a diesel um, vehicle will use. So that will be a good alternative for our larger vehicles as well. And so all the, all the processes are are in train. Um, so hopefully I could be back on telling you um, when we have more progress in that regard. Um, it'd be great to have the audit done to know where we're going and what we have to do. Um, so it's not as if nothing is happening um, as I said, Brian, our climate action plan, every council has to have one of those finalised and published by March next year. And as part of that, over 50, we have to have a 50% reduction in carbon emissions um, in our county or of how we're going to achieve that before 30, 2030. And um, so the, uh, the electrification or modification of the fleet will have to be a, a part of that plan as well.
1: And of course the excise duty on fuels increased earlier on in the week, meaning prices at the pumps increased again for for those still driving fuelled cars if you want to sort of put that word on it. Um, a lot of the um, high speed charges for the public that are available are available at, at private sites, the, the traditional petrol pump sites. Um, many of the council sites across the country, not just in Carlow of course, are the slightly slower or indeed much slower charging sites. Um, have the council themselves got plans to roll out public accessible uh, high speed chargers also
2: well, we uh, were one of the first uh, counties in the country to go into uh, a, a partnership with EasyGo um, at, at a cost-neutral cost to the council to provide fast chargers in, in County Carlo. I think there were it was to do with where there were old air telephone boxes and there was some sort It's relation with air and EasyGo and that was launched um, last year, the year before and we have a number of high-speed charging points uh, two here in Carlo Town. I think there's four in total actually in Carlo. Time, but there are there are plans for other there is two new ones also going into the bus park in Carlo, The ducting and all is there for them since the bus park was um, renovated um but unfortunately i think there's been a delay with the esb supply there but um they are on the way in, and we we'll would be increasing our infrastructure there we'll be always looking at means and and manners to Im- improve the public accessibility and the public infrastructure but having said that um Brian, as well I'm, I'm a driver of EV since uh, 20 I have a 2015 car so I have it since 2016 and my, the range of my car would be very low but I just put, charge it at home and I think um Going forward, the ranges on cars are so good and so high that home charging and being, giving people access to charging points at home, and in, in especially in in um, people who live in apartments, and that is another piece of infrastructure that we need to look at as well. Because when the range is good and high on your car, but often people don't need to use the public chargers. You know, if you have a range of three, four hundred euros as some of or, or kilometres per charge as some of the new vehicles have, um you know the home charging I- I- is the way to go as well and again it's a lot cheaper as well and it's if you can use night saver electricity and that of course with electricity prices having gone up but hopefully they'll start coming down again now um it-, it is the most economical way so there's there's a lot of strings that we need to be looking at here the public infrastructure home infrastructure and again the electrification um of our fleet but i have no doubt uh, carlo county council won't be found lacking in uh, tackling the three the three elements of that
1: Uh, Good to see that, uh, at least moving in the right direction, although from uh, slightly behind the curve, as you said earlier on. Um, Just before I let you go, we spoke a lot earlier on in the week uh, on the announcement of the change to the um, electoral uh, constituencies and a lot of news obviously here in Kilkenny, about Kilkenny North West area moving into North Tipperary, as it were. Were you disappointed to see, however, that Carlo didn't become an independent constituency in its own right?
2: I was very disappointed to see that because as you know, uh, Brian, we have uh, five-seater, Carlo Kilkenny. We've won Carlo TD for 61,000 and we've four Kilkenny TTs making up the balance there. So I was hoping for two, three-seaters. I had heard we were getting two three-seaters but I can see it might be a little bit problematic because we would have to take in uh, um, maybe bits of Kilkenny or bits of Wicklow and I know that the Electoral Commission were trying to maintain um, county boundaries as best it could. I know that didn't work out favourably for Kilkenny but yes, I think we are very underrepresented. Now we have a fantastic uh, public representative in Jennifer Mellon O'Connor but I mean we should have at least two TDs in Carlow and we only have one current so I was I was very disappointed that I was really excited when I heard we were having a, a, um, a three-seater. I thought, well, at, uh, at last we'd be very well represented in the Dáil. Um, I think the most we've ever had is had two seats out of the five in Carlo. and that would probably be, you know, in line with probably what our our entitlement would be. But to have three-seater would really have been a bonus. But unfortunately, the Electoral Commission hasn't uh, found that way um, t- this time around. So it looks like we'd probably. Be, be the same going forward to the next elections with the the four and one. We'll be doing our best to get the two, but um, <laughs> it's quite it's quite, well, it's quite never, difficult. I'll be doing, doing my damnedest to get two, but yeah. um, I think no, it's it's tricky.
1: You never know, Councillor Dalton. Next yeah. the election cycle <laughs> comes around, maybe the people of Kilkenny yeah. will be complaining that we've got four Carlo TDs and only one Kilkenny. Who knows? Uh, remains well, to be seen.
2: And the blue moon.
1: councillor andrea dalton thanks for joining us this morning on kclr live it is 20 past 10 and coming up after a short break we'll be talking about the return of the very pink run
0: kclr live with thanks to fairgreen shopping center carlo helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style see fairgreen.ie Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR.
1: Yes, you're welcome back to KCLR Live this Friday morning with Brian Redmond with you until 12 o'clock today. Um, people commenting on uh, my discussion there a couple of moments ago with the Cahirlock of Carlo County Council, Councillor Andrea Dalton. Um, some people commenting on the fuel prices going up, which we mentioned as part of that interview. Uh, this text has said, all garages, it appears, increased petrol and diesel today. Understood this was not to happen where garages had already had fuel in stock surely not all of them Brian had a delivery yesterday well I I don't know I mean the busier ones would apparently be getting deliveries possibly twice a day. You might have expected maybe some of uh, the rural petrol stations that wouldn't have the same footfall, as we call it, um, to possibly increase their prices till a little bit later on. But who knows? I'm not quite sure. But yes, of course, those prices have gone up. And somebody commenting on uh, the buses in Kilkenny in relation to their electrification. So I'm amazed that the buses that were introduced some years back in Kilkenny uh, were not electric far too large for our streets um, says this Kilkenny listener Um, yeah well I mean technology moves on it's moved on at quite a pace when it comes to those EVs so maybe um, those larger vehicles just simply were too large uh, to be possibly electrified at that point in time who knows but hopefully more and more of the fleets from both the private and the public sector will become electrified in years to come and continuing with uh, great news because the very pink run is returning to kilkenny the newly named very pink run is back and it's bigger than ever and joining me to tell me all about it what they've got planned and the importance of it as an event is the ceo of breast cancer ireland ashling hurley good morning ashling
3: Morning, Brian. How are you? I'm great, thank
1: God. Uh, Good news, first of all, that the event uh, returning to Kilkenny, I know it continues nationwide, but Kilkenny was one of the main hubs for the event last year. Um, What's changed and what have you got planned for this year?
3: Well, this year, well, not only are we having it, obviously, we do it in Dublin on the 30th of September. Kilkenny is the 1st of October, and our newest edition is Cork down at MTU on the 8th of October. The event is a fantastic event to bring family, you know, men, women, children, drag the granny, bring the dog, you know, you can bring the buggies and the scooters. It's just a big family festival of fun to try and, I suppose, recognise that, unfortunately, everybody does know somebody who's been diagnosed with breast cancer and this is a great opportunity to show your support and give something back.
1: We were obviously very much involved last year covering the event. I'm sure we will be this year but we in Ireland were very good at Creating events like this out of things that would be otherwise just very tragic circumstances. Many of the very good organisations and charities that deal with with things like this in society organise these type of events. It sort of becomes, um, it's not solemn necessarily, but there's an awareness at the event as to why people are there.
3: Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's it's funny in me being the organiser, I stand back and while I might moan if it's raining and I'm getting drenched, everybody around me seemed to be smiling. There's a great sense of camaraderie and they're like a pink tribe for all the world. They just come together knowing that they're doing it possibly on behalf of somebody who they've lost, somebody who's going through treatment, somebody who's come through treatment and they're just grateful that they're here. So there is that real sense of community spirit at these events and during COVID when we couldn't do them in person, people really lost out and they really wished us to come back to physical events again.
1: I think there's a huge source of solidarity in being at an event like that because when a family is affected by um, any illness any fatality Mm. cancer obviously is a huge cause of of deaths in Ireland I think to be at an event like that where you see so many other people maybe faces you know faces you haven't come across before it does help people to realise that they're not on their own
3: Oh, without a doubt. And, and, and what is staggeringly interesting is that the range of ages are from very young to, to much older. I mean, we have a man who does our, the Dublin event and he's 87 and comes out and he jogs, stroke walks it. I mean, it's phenomenal. But yet you have very young people who show up um, that are in their 20s who who've either going through treatment or have just gone through treatment and families there to support them. They are so happy and delighted that research, is keeping people alive and that's the key for the likes of Breast Cancer Ireland because we fund massive amount of research into trying to I suppose change the landscape and turn it from being sometimes a fatal disease into a treatable long-term illness that's the ultimate end game
1: Well there's thousands of people affected by cancer in this country every year so I'm, I'm sure there's people listening who, who may now consider taking part for the first time mm-hmm. haven't been affected over the last 12 months give those people a bit of an insight as to the types of distances the types of participants sure. who can come along
3: Everybody can come along. So the types of, and you don't have to be a runner, it caters for all fitness levels. So it's, you can run it, you can jog it, you can walk it, you can wheel it. It's open to everybody. You just pick a distance and your start time. So the start time in Kilkenny kenny is 12 o'clock on Sunday, October the 1st. For the 10k distance and one o'clock for those during the 5k distance. There's a big carnival um, atmosphere going to be in Kenny Castle Park. We have a lot of food trucks. We have loads of music, face painters, balloon makers. So there's really something for everybody. So I would urge people to sign up at verypinkrun.ie and come along and join us on the day.
1: When you look at the statistics around breast cancer, it's it's absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, nine women will develop breast cancer at some point in the course of their lifetime. One in a thousand men will be diagnosed also with breast cancer, something that we as men um, often don't think about. Every 29 seconds. So, I mean, in the course of our interview, there's probably 50 or 60 people potentially around the world who've been diagnosed with breast cancer. It's, it's, a, it's a huge challenge for societies globally and, and no different here in Ireland.
3: Absolutely. It is a huge challenge. Now, we are making massive inroads in relation to research. And one of the key things that we wanted to do was to fund sort of the speed of research, scientific research discovery in laboratories. We have done that over the last six and seven years, and we now have a lot of peer-reviewed papers with really, really good statistics and good discoveries. But we, now the challenge is we need to move that into clinical trial because in clinical trials, when we're talking to pharma companies, we come up with newer, better and more effective therapeutic drugs. For patients and we are seeing massive improvements with new clinical trial drugs for patients for instance who have metastatic disease which is where their primary cancer has returned but gone into other organs in the body and we're seeing that people are living and they're living well with a stage 4 diagnosis but that's phenomenal 10 years ago that would not have been the case so that's how important it is and it, and it is something statistically we need to try to reduce our mortality and we are doing it here on you
1: I'm talking to Ashton Hurley. She's the CEO of Breast Cancer Ireland. Ashling, the funds from this event will be um, channeled specifically to three areas. Could you give people an insight mm-hmm. as to how that money will be spent?
3: Sure. So as I mentioned, metastatic disease is a biggest challenge that we have in, in the breast cancer world. And that's where uh, the tumor you know, breaks away after its initial treatment for breast cancer. And it can go to the lungs, the bone, the liver. Uh, but more importantly and more critically, it can go to the brain. And this is an area where we haven't been able to block it. So we're working with um, fantastic research centres across the world. We're working with the Mayo Clinic. We're working with um, in Chicago with the Ludwig Breast Centre, and we're trying to come up with pathways to block the tumour's progression, so that we can contain it within the body, but that it won't go to the brain. Um, and that is very successful. But we need to continue to invest in this because we need, if we invest more and more, we see. The landscape changing more positively. It's a bit like COVID vaccine. The world came together. We got a number of vaccines, and we were able to cure the spread of COVID. We need that to happen in relation to breast cancer with all the subtypes that are there. We also fund uh, hugely significant fellowships and scholarships. So these are for really rena- very, very renowned centres of excellence around the country who are looking at various. Areas within the subtype world of breast cancer. So, for instance, triple negative breast cancer is another breast cancer and it tends to be quite aggressive and affects younger women. So, women ages of 20 to maybe 40, 45, who still have and are still of childbearing age. But unfortunately, research doesn't allow them they have to go through the rigors of chemo surgery and radiation therapy chemo as we all know is toxic so they also have the added pressure that they've got to go on a fertility treatment plan so what we're looking at is we're saying um we awarded a scholarship recently a fellowship to queen's university and they're looking at other targeted uh, therapeutic drugs that would work aside of chemotherapy to help this younger cohort of patients
1: and you're also supporting uh, breast cancer research with those fellowships and scholarships, as it specifically is focused on those various different subtypes. So all of this money is going to great causes, um, great initiatives, um, sort of brought together um, by your own organisation. Um, how can people find out details about registration? Many, of course, will have probably still got the registration logins and everything else from last year. But for those who haven't been involved before.
3: Sure. And, and before I just go there, just to say to you, Brian, what is the key thing to this type of event is that every cent from registration income and any sponsorship that they go and raise and sell individually goes directly into our research programs because we have the very generous very are on board as our title sponsor but we have a number eight or nine other sponsors who combine financially to help us put these events on um, and get a bigger i suppose csr and bigger employee engagement on their behalf because they really partner with us and they've been with us for years so how people can register they can log on to www.verypinkrun.ie the steps are very simple to register and then in turn they will get their race t-shirt and bib in the post
1: so very pinkrun.ie, quite easy to remember. Um, a fabulous initiative. Great to see it returning to Kilkenny this year, as you said, coming to Cork for the first time and available in other places across the country in case you're just passing through Kilkenny and Carlo and might want to be aware of the fact that it is a nationwide event that's taking place. CEO of Breast Cancer Ireland, Ashling Hurley, thank you very much for your time this morning.
3: Thanks,
1: fine. It's just gone half past ten this Friday morning. We'll be talking all things Electric Picnic, but of course, one of the main headliners for the weekend is this fella, Niall Horan. I'm going to have a little listen to him. Here he is with this town.
4: Waking up to kiss you and nobody's there Smell of your perfume still stuck in the air It's hard Yesterday I thought I saw your shadow running round it's funny how things never change in this old town So far From the stars And I wanna tell you everything the Words I never got to see the first time around And I remember everything From when we were the children playing in this fairground Shall stay with you now? If the whole world was watching, I'd still dance with you. Drive highways and by be there with you. Over and over, the only truth, everything comes back to you. That you moved on with someone new And the pub that we met He's got his arms around you It's so hard So hard And I want to tell you everything Words I never got to see The first time around I remember everything from when we were the children playing in this fairground. Wish I was there with you now. Cause if the whole world was watching, I'd still dance with you. Drive highways and byways be there with you. Over and over, the only truth, everything comes back to me. It'll make me nervous when you walk in the room Them butterflies, they come alive when I'm next to you Over and over, the only truth Everything comes back to you Mm -hmm. And I know that's wrong, that I can't move on There's something about you As if the whole world was watching I'd still dance with you Drive highways and byways to be there with you Over and over the only truth Everything comes back to you You still make me nervous when you walk in the room And butterflies, they come alive when I'm next to you Over and over, the only truth Everything comes back to you Mm -hmm. Everything comes back to you
1: Val Horan there with this town of course performing um, in the electric picnic town over the weekend he is one of the headliners Headline on this evening actually Friday evening along with Billie Eilish you've got Fred again and Paolo Natini taken to the main stage on Saturday and Sunday it's the Killers and the script But it's not all those Big international artists we got artists From Kenny and Carlo um, Heading the way Of Electric Picnic As we speak One of them artists Is Cathy Long She'll be performing On the climate stage Over the weekend And um, in a couple of moments time, I caught up with Cathy Yesterday afternoon Before she got Finally EP ready We'll be hearing from her after this short break
0: KCLR Live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo with a fantastic range of shops food outlets and a state of the art IMC cinema see fairgreen.ie Carlo
1: Kilkenny KCLR Yes you're welcome back it is Friday the 1st of September myself and a few of us in the office who've been through the pain of trying to organise a wedding not that I'm claiming credit in any way shape or form did very very little but I still had to get dragged around I think it took us It must have been two months of going around Saturdays, trying to squeeze it in around work, getting to different wedding venues... To look at the options, and we were talking about the uh, the wedding fair we've got coming up here on the 28th of September. And the fact is, somebody was saying, God, if only back in my day I'd found a local fair that had all of the different venues on option. I could go to one place after work, didn't he Take a day off because, of course, everybody's trying to save money for the weddings and such, like uh, getting to them all in one place without having to. Wouldn't it have been so easy? Yes, but we weren't that clever. We traipsed around the country. For months. But if you are interested in popping along to that wedding fair, um, it's happening Thursday, the 28th of September between 5 and 9.20 different venues and suppliers all in one place. Fabulous place as well, the Medieval Mile Museum. And the good news of course is if you want to go along, entry is free. But better than that, you'll also be entered into a €1,000 draw. But it's not cash, it's a holiday voucher. But If somebody gave me €1,000 now I'd probably spend it on a holiday anyway. So you can check out KCLR social, check out KCLR uh, webpage. The wedding event happening on the 28th of September. All you need all in one place and for music lovers all they need will be all in one place this weekend because Electric Picnic kicking off today now as I mentioned earlier on in the show um, yesterday we got to speak to local artist Cathy Long Uh, not just her first time performing at Electric Picnic her first time going here's what Cathy and I were chatting about yesterday so, Kathy, you're very welcome along to the studio. Thanks for joining us today. Hello,
4: thank you. It's a pleasure. A
1: mad thank busy weekend because, as I said, you know we are talking yesterday, which is sort of Thursday. Obviously, yes. you know we're on Friday, but you're now currently uh, on your way up to electric picnic. But thanks for coming in and finding yep. the time for us. Thank Ex- you so much. Exciting time.
5: Oh my God, it's so exciting because this is my first time going to electric picnic and um, performing. Uh, so. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big weekend. Yeah. And
1: have you been there as a festival goer yourself?
5: I haven't. No. So not no.
1: only is it your first time <laughs> yeah. performing, it's your yeah. first time going. So you've yeah. no idea what to expect.
5: No idea. Yeah. And I kind of, it's funny. I always had this thing in my mind that I was like, oh, when I go, I'll perform. And you know, it's funny. <laughs> you can, you can do anything. You can do
0: anything.
1: It's great to have um, local representation at the festival. We've got so many artists there, probably overrepresented, and I don't mean based yeah. on talent, but I mean compared to the other counties within Ireland. For sure. Uh, are yeah. you looking? forward to meeting up with all the other sort of Kilkenny, Carlo based artists? I
5: am, yeah, I'm looking forward to going around to all the different stages and just checking it out and um, yeah, it's it's exciting time
1: Well, I mean, described as raw unique, real and emotive how do those words make you feel?
5: Yeah, it's um, I do, it does, those words do kind of reflect um, what the songs are about, I suppose um, and how they kind of come about when I write them, so yeah, I I write from quite an emotional sort of space. So yeah. kind of yeah. That it was is it draining
1: to get into that emotional space to write?
5: Um, I uh, no, I wouldn't say uh, from my my like experience with it. You know, it was always a natural kind of thing. I just started writing songs when I was like twelve. When I started learning guitar, and it just it just was one of those things like you know going to bed like it was just a normal it was just a natural thing so I just kind of started writing and I like I just kind of growing up I found it kind of hard to express just in conversation how I was feeling so music kind of I don't know songs just really helped me um go there yeah go there and just kind of understand what I'm feeling yeah <laughs> i mean obviously
1: born in the heartlands here in kilkenny dunhamagan yeah yeah that's a big part of your you're back there now aren't yeah, you you were been in dublin yeah. for a few years but you're back down in dunhamagan yeah, what's yeah. it like being back
5: it's it's really nice yeah i live out in uh yeah dunhamagan the, in the fields um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love dunhamagan um but yeah it's good because i've been up in dublin i so when i started releasing My music last year, I was doing most of my shows in Dublin around, trying to get around into different gigs and things like that. So I've been doing a couple up there. And then just a a few months ago, I moved back down here um, properly and I haven't lived down here since uh, COVID times, you know, so it's been nice to kind of be back down here and... um, going into the music scene in Kilkenny do you know as well yeah. I, I think just... it's
1: an interesting thing for artists because artists obviously love to be connected to the roots but they also need to experience the wider world for as sure, well You yeah. know, so it's, it's yeah. a nice little balance um, you know I have to say I've listened to quite a lot of your stuff I listened to I Time do. is Fleeting recently yeah and I hope you don't mind me making this comparison, but you've got so much of Sinead O'Connor's heart and soul and yeah, influence yeah. in your voice. I've, I mean, I've got that before. Have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah I have. mean, obviously Sinead passed recently, uh, mm. a huge, huge loss to the Irish music oh my industry. Oh crazy. But what were your influences like musically when you were younger?
5: Yeah, I. Um, it would have been my guitar teacher, uh, Dave Donohue, He he sadly isn't here anymore he passed um back in 2021 but um he I started guitar with him in Kells mm. in Kells in Kilkenny yeah uh when I was 12 and he opened me up to everything like without him I don't know I don't know what what my music would be you know he was a big supporter of like not um do you know what whatever feels right for you like he never tried to influence my my voice like I just sang with it and it's quite he found it quite unique and he was like you have to keep doing it and um just be yourself you know so my influence is uh, artist wise um like Bonnie Do you know Bonnie Ver? yeah um and then who will Damien Rice yeah so you, 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 you,
1: your sound and mm-hmm. those people that you're talking about, your influences for, it really sounds to me like your motivation is the music. It's not about, you know, it's great to be at electric picnic, it's great to perform, and obviously yeah. we all need to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, But you don't sound like, and I hope this doesn't sound like an insult, but you don't sound like somebody who's trying to be a pop star.
5: Yeah, uh, I could be further, for, for far away from that, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wouldn't be doing it without the songs. It's the songs that kind of are making me, pursue it this seriously, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, brilliant.
1: And if people yeah. want to check out you know, Time is Fleeting, they're all up yeah. on the usual stream. Yeah, and I and recently like.
5: put out like just a week ago two live videos on YouTube, Time is Fleeting is one recorded it up in the bunker studio in Dublin. Right. They're a great spot there. Um, they're really cool. So they're So there when so. did you get the nod
1: for electric picnic then?
5: Uh back oh back like a good while ago now. Um yeah, Climate Live. Um Jess, she's the contact that I would have had there and she's a she's the major part of running it and um yeah so they 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 contacted me and um oh sure I was like yes
6: please I'm there
5: and like to be a part of something new like it's the it's the first time they're there and they're all like I'm just I'm so for what they're about like raising awareness about climate justice through music like the audience everyone loves music you yeah. know and it's a good you know, what they're doing is, is important, yeah. And
1: I think, you know, Electric Picnic, they've been so um, vocal about trying to do their bit for the environment. I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're obviously yeah. trying to become, you know, reduce emissions by 50% by 2030. That's in line with the, the, the Paris agreements and stuff like that as well. The yeah. climate stage is obviously something that's important to them. And I mean, it must yeah. be a big sort of tick for you if they've said, right, this climate stage, big for us, who are we putting on it?
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That is. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's in... It's near the late night arena so yeah. it'd be just around that area. So yeah, it's it's um it's exciting. And I, I want to
1: know something right. So as an artist performing at that picnic, do you still have to pack your own tent?
5: Uh uh, it depends on your different kind of how you're getting into the thing so I, I'm in like the performer guest camping area so, uh, <laughs> might be a bit nicer <laughs> performer
1: guest camping area um, next to Billie Eilish maybe
5: <laughs> yeah I'll pop in and say, say hey
1: yeah you would be able to yeah. uh, pull down Billie Eilish's tent zipped oh, in the we'll morning say morning yeah. Billie yeah. Um, I wonder if she camping or whether if she's staying somewhere else I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. different probably, strokes for different folks yeah, is probably the best sure, way to describe yeah. that we're all,
5: we're, all, um, we're all people yeah we're all <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, what's next for you?
5: Uh, what's next? Yeah, I, I'm recording I'm working on a lot of music because I'm working on my first album so there's a lot going on there um, So yeah, I record up in Dublin um, my my producer that I work with Kevin Carrick He's, he's going to be on a few songs Kevin Carrick Carrick
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh you said yeah. Kevin Carrick no. I thought you said his name was Kevin Carkeys. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what a name uh, No he, he's he's gonna be um, doing some guitar on a few of the songs on my set tomorrow too yeah. so I have um, an hour set so he's on about five songs
1: So, so. Uh, tonight, six p.m. the EP Festival that yes. that climate stage. Yeah. I mean, there'll be a lot of people listening, tuning in into us this morning, heading your way. Yes, come, uh, come to the Come, and, come and check it 6 out. Six p.m. six uh, six p.m. as is the climate stage. katy Long, um, brilliant to have you in. But Thank I mean, so we fun. can't not have you in without you playing something for us. You brought your guitar uh, along, yeah,
5: for sure. Yeah, yeah. what yeah. are you going to play for us? Uh, I'm going to play uh, "We're All Human." Okay, That's, brilliant. Yeah.
1: Well, you get yourself sorted out Thank there you. and we'll have We're All Human. Cathy Long, as I said, performing um, at the Climate Stage this evening in Electric Picnic, along with so many other great Kenny artists. Go and check her out. She's, she's there from 6pm.
6: Forest
5: side reveals midnight. I couldn't come down here when I was younger.
4: But now I know this
5: scariest thing is my own mind. Now I'm at peace here. Now
4: I'm at peace.
1: Long there performing I think you can hear from the sound you know where I was going with the uh, Sinead O'Connor comparisons you can definitely hear that emotional voice performing live at the Climate Action Stage at Electric Picnic this evening if you are heading that way do pop along and check her out it's great to see uh, Kilkenny and Carlo Artists uh, performing at EP it's 10 minutes to 11 o'clock after 11 we'll be checking in with EP and the weather for the weekend Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather Also, the release of the names of all the various different storms that hopefully we won't get this year. And we get Alan's view on where do all these names come from. That and lots more besides coming your way between 11 and 12.
0: KCLOR Live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.
1: Carlo, Kilkenny KclR yes you're welcome back to KclR live Friday the first of September the first day of autumn Brian Redmond with you here until 12 o'clock. We've music on the way from Coldplay that will bring us up to the news at 11 but I want to remind you of this first Yeah we've been celebrating all things summer. Um, During the week Giving away books of 10 passes to go And enjoy everything that the fair At Tremor Amusement Park has to offer They want to thank all their customers Right throughout the year And they've given the books to us To give away The question that we're asking you this morning is And as I said earlier on I was very careful about how I was going to phrase this This morning Some people were daring me to say it differently But nevertheless The question is This weekend How much is it per ride in uh, Tremor Amusement Park they have a special offer on I want to know is it one euro is it one dollar or is it one drachma text me or whatsapp me on our dinner's ready text on whatsapp line let me know 083 306 9696 is the way you can do that and uh, hopefully we'll get you a chance to go and enjoy everything that Tremor Amusement Park has to offer that weekend 083 306 9696 we're playing a bit of music this morning it is electric picnic it is a Friday why not I was fortunate enough. Well, no, let me rephrase that. I wasn't. My wife worked really, really hard on Ticketmaster for a number of days and weeks to get tickets for the gig next year to go and see Coldplay. And here they are this Friday morning with their hit live in Technicolor. That's Coldplay's Life in Technicolor. Yes. Isn't it fabulous? Uh, what a sunset yesterday evening. Um, I don't know whether you all saw, but uh, the mix of the change from summer to uh, autumn and the uh, rain, but yet sun trying to get through. I Fabulous photographs from around my location. Double rainbow. Pinky, greeny, weird colour sky, and everything else in besides. But life in technical are from Coldplay. There coming up to the news at eleven o'clock. After which we'll be checking in with Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather.
0: KCLA or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre, Carlo, with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets, and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See Fairgreen.ie.
1: Thanks Ashton. are you um, a big sports fan I know you're a big sports fan but will you be tuning in to Sky Sports from like 9 o'clock tonight to sit and watch the last two hours breaking news so and so has just got on a plane and he's leaving here and he's going there have you ever watched it?
5: Never I no I probably shouldn't admit that <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no. I really want to know what you were about to <laughs> no, admit no to
5: be honest look I like sports, um, but I wouldn't be the most knowledgeable, knowledgeable in it at all. So I
1: have to say, Sky Sports are absolutely fantastic at dramatising. Um, quite often, nothing happening. I mean, they've had basically the whole summer to make the transfers and uh, Sky Sports make to need to make a whole program. If you've ever seen it, what happens is, right, the whole theme of it is yellow gold, okay. right? All, all the straps at the bottom of the screen, breaking news and everything <laughs> flashes yellow. And they have obviously their teams of presenters and they roll out the big boys and girls for the last two hours and they all come out normally if there's a female presenter she'll wear a yellow dress and whoever's the male presenter will wear a suit and a yellow tie and they they do this I mean you won't be able to see this at home but they actually have their phones on the desk newsreaders never do that and they're constantly picking up their phones and checking what's going on and actually so I'm going to take a call I'll be back with you with more breaking news in a moment theatre wow. at its best
5: very fast moving by the sounds of it I'm assuming you're tuning in then tonight I will you? be
1: yeah. Yeah. I have a few bits to do this afternoon mm-hmm. and then I will probably um, hopefully maybe if I'm allowed tune in sit if on the you're stove. allowed yeah well there is two head TVs I suppose in our uh, house okay. you know that whole thing yeah
5: so oh. who has control of the remote tonight control of the decides? remote
1: yes will be uh, very hotly contested in many houses around the country yes. but there you go that's <laughs> a sort of summary as to what um, the okay. end of a trans see it sounds exciting doesn't it yeah
5: see learn something new every day
1: there you go there you, you should go. tune in because there'll be breaking news I'm sure on Sky Sports <laughs> all evening this evening thanks Ashton. 7 minutes past 11 o'clock this Friday morning
0: KCLOR Live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.
1: Well, it wouldn't be Friday morning without checking in with Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather, but Alan is sort of double jobbing this morning because not only is he going to bring us our weekend weather reports, he's also going to bring us our first, I suppose, live report from the Electric Picnic Festival this weekend. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Brian. Were you one of those EP real stalwarts, the hardcore? Did you go down yesterday evening or have you just nipped across the border this morning?
7: Well, I was down yesterday evening just to uh, collect my band. But uh, no, I got in early this morning into the yellow car park. Traffic was flowing very nicely early this morning. I'm sure it's building since. But uh, yeah, just great, great buzz coming in. Um, It's uh, it's an amazing sight to see all these uh, much younger than me people. And what they can carry. I think if you sent them down to the shops and told them to carry as many bags home, they'd probably (laughs) laugh at you. But they managed to carry, like, you know, everything they need for the weekend. And it's an amazing triumph to get from the car park to the tent.
1: Now, as you know, Alan, I'm fond of having a little bit of crack every now and then. Uh, I'm going to ask you this question. Are you there working this weekend or are you just there trying to hold on to the, the winter of your youth?
7: Uh, the, the latter, unfortunately, um, I could cl- I could claim to be doing some weather updates, but really, yeah, no, it's a great vibe. It's it's an amazing, I, it, and the you know the thing about it is I don't go to a lot of concerts. I'm not a big concert goer, but there's just something different about Electric Picnic. And funny enough, by show me age. About 25 years ago, I used to play soccer for against Stradbally in. Uh, Stradbally Hall. In there was a pitch here for Stradbally that time. So uh, from, from going from playing soccer here 25 years ago to uh, seeing Billy Eilish on the main stage tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lifetime of difference. But people that will know you, people that will recognise you, I'm sure, as you walked in there this morning, would have been going, "Watch, Alan, has he packed? Has he got sunglasses on, or has he got a rain mac on? What's the weather like for the weekend? What is the weather going to be like for the weekend?"
7: Yeah, have a raincoat on. I did get a couple of comments on that. Um, so we, we, we have some very heavy showers possible this afternoon. Now, it's going to be sunny spells. It will be the cloud is a bit slow to burn off. But there will be some sunny spells, but there will be some really heavy showers. But they're going to be hit and miss. Like They could fall at one side of the site and not even the other side. They're going to be really localised. So I'm hoping we miss those. But if we get one of those, it could be some spot flooding. And it could be like 5, 10 mil from one shower very quickly. So once you get over the hump though, they'll die out this evening, and then it's going to be a lovely night, it's going to be cool, it's going to be about 9 degrees, going to need the woolly socks in the tent, Um, and some fog will form, so it'll be a foggy start tomorrow, so anyone driving area tomorrow, just take note, there will be some fog, once the fog burns off we're going to have some lovely sunny spells, and it's going to get up to 21, maybe even 22 degrees tomorrow. And then Sunday, it's going to be lots of sunny spells as well. It might be a little hazy, a little bit high cloud, but a lovely day, up to 23 degrees. It's going to be unusual for a festival. The weather is looking super for the weekend. We just need to get through today.
1: And then, of course, based on me doing the very simplistic thing of scrolling through an app on my phone, the start of the next week looks pretty spectacular at this stage, doesn't
7: it? It does, we're officially the first day of autumn, meteorologically speaking today, but it's more like the start of summer because it's actually going to be lovely Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe some showers pushing up towards or Friday, but we might even get the full week out of it in terms of good dry weather, lots of sunny spells, and would you believe it, up to 24, maybe even 25 degrees by Tuesday, and staying into the 20s for much of next week, so it's back to school beautiful
1: weather <laughs> happy days nothing like dropping them off in the morning and knowing that they're going to um, be looking longingly out the windows so I suppose they're not fully back into their schoolwork yet there's, there's something that's the joy in parenthood I think Alan isn't it in terms of having young people in the house where you can wind them up every now and then you off to school this morning look at the sun out there it's going to be a fabulous weekend but I also wanted to talk to you about um, the meteorological services just in the last 24 hours I think it's the Irish UK and Dutch I think services come together to name our storms for the coming season and um, those names were released this year interestingly all named or some of them named at least after Irish scientists
7: Yeah so Medairn get to pick a couple of names and then the UK Met Office and the Dutch so the Irish Met Office Medairn have gone with uh, people of significance from a scientific point of view and used their names to name some storms so the first one is Agnes um, and then there's a few others down along the list that are Irish as well. Um, hoping we don't get to Storm Mini, because that might get a bit confusing for people. Um, <laughs> a mini storm, yeah. 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 and if we get to M, we've had a lot of storms. But yeah, so the new storm names are up. Um, I've shared them there. And you know, we, we waited until August, right till the last month of the season this year, to get a storm name, with Betty being the second one in the month as well. But um, hopefully not too many in the season ahead. But certainly the names are there. And it's the ninth year that they've been naming storms. And it's really just to make people more aware. Like, to be fair, a lot of people give out about the weather warnings. But they, they, they're issued quite a lot, I suppose, especially yellow warnings. But the storms are very rarely named. So when they are named, it's because it's a significant weather event.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was shocked, actually, when I heard that. That You know, obviously the storm season kicks off, I think, obviously with the naming today but last year as you said it was actually right the way through to August of this year before we actually got to use any of those names an interesting survey I don't know whether you've come across this it was carried out by um, one of the big universities in the US found that actually naming storms with female names was actually a dangerous thing to do because people automatically presumed that names that were female weren't as dangerous as male names and didn't heed the warnings as such
7: I saw that, yeah, and it was it was quite interesting. And funnily enough, a couple of people have commented on my post this morning saying, "Who'd be afraid of Storm Kathleen?" And um, so obviously, <laughs> the, the, every Kathleen in their life has been uh, very nice. But yeah, that is an interesting one. And uh, but I think Storm Betty showed us that uh, the female names can still pack a punch.
1: Absolutely. Just before I let you go, um, has there ever been a Storm Alan?
7: No, no, despite a lot of people looking for one, no, but then again, I don't even like my own name, Alan, so I, I, I'm okay with
1: that. <laughs> ah, Alan, we all love it, it's a, it's a fabulous name, and of course, at least with it being an A, if at some point there is a Storm, Alan, named as a potential Storm, there's a chance it might happen. Well, listen, Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather, uh, do have a great weekend this weekend at EP. Who's the first, where is it you're heading first?
7: I, I, to be honest with you, I kind of just wander around and have a look, and it's a small little tent. And uh, I have a friend of mine with me that knows more about music than I ever will. So I kind of just follow him, and he, knows, he normally brings me to some great artists. And it's great to find things that you've never experienced or heard before
1: yeah we'll do enjoy it no golf this weekend but nevertheless plenty to enjoy Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather as always thank you very much for joining us here on KCLR Live it is 14 minutes past 11 and seeing as we've been talking festival vibes they're not performing there this year but they have of course in the past keeping the vibes going for a Friday morning here is picture this
4: with Never Change And there's a thousand things I've wanted to say but I've never been brave No, I've never been brave And you deserve the whole world An island to yourself You're an island in yourself And I think it's time that I tell you How I feel This is how I feel And I get lost when I'm with you and you'll hear me say, never change baby, stay the same lady, that i mourn for so long, I never change. 100 places i've wanted to see will you see them with me will you see them with me and i don't care where we go because you are home you are my home and we can stay
1: Picture this with never change. Nearly twenty past eight. We're twenty past eight. Twenty past eleven. It's eighteen minutes past eleven, to be specific. That's where the little eight jumped into my mind. But I don't like being specific on Fridays with the time. I think I like to I'll go with the f- a bit more Let things. Just breathe, relax. It is a Friday, of course. Um, but what have you got planned for the uh, weekend? Well, if you haven't got much planned for the weekend, we might be able to help you out. <laughs> Yes, I know, we said it at the times this morning. It's no longer summer technically, but the weather, as Alan already said, is going to be fantastic. And if you're looking for something to do that might involve a trip to Tremor, well, our friends at Tremor Amusement Park, they want to thank you all for the support right throughout the summer. And they've given us each day this week a book of 10 uh, tickets to Tremor Amusement Park. And we've another one to give away this morning. The question I'm asking you um, is, they have a special offer on tomorrow which means all the rides at Tremor are priced at just either A, one euro, B, dollar, or C, one drachma. I know it's not that challenging, but it is a Friday morning. I don't want to tax you too much. Text or WhatsApp me, your answer to that question. Oh wait, three, three oh six, nine six nine six, and before we're off air at twelve o'clock, we'll announce the day's winner. And they'll have that book of ten vouchers. There you go. Twenty past eleven. Coming up after the break, Edwina Grace has been out as the children have returned to school getting people's memories of what their school days were like that's on the way after this
0: KCLR live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlow with fantastic range of shops food outlets and a state of the art IMC cinema see fairgreen.ie
1: KCL yes you're very welcome back so many entries coming in to try and get their hands on those tickets for the amusement uh, rides amusement park at Tremor keep them coming in to that dinner's ready text and whatsapp line 083 oh, 306 9696 Our Friday panel today, um, an interesting combination of uh, Labour Party member, Sean O'Harrigan and Councillor Deirdre Cullen of Fianna Fáil. If you've got any questions or any topics that you think we should be chatting about, 083-306-9696. Do get them in and the guys will be in studio with me in about five minutes time. Now, as we know, schools have reopened on a phase sort of basis over the last week, meaning... So many more sightings of school uniforms in and around schools and the towns and cities um, of Kilkenny and Carlow. Of course, increased traffic at drop-off and pick-up zones as well. <laughs> and that's not even talking about the school buses. We, we discussed that earlier on in the week. So lots of challenges about going back to school. But our Edwina Grace, she's been out across Carlow and Kilkenny asking for school memories and finding out how expensive it can be to have a child in school.
8: Girls, you're in uniform, so you're obviously back to school. What's it like?
5: Um, it's OK. We've only had our first day back, so we just had an assembly. So starting fifth year, it's a bit nerve-wracking. But anyway, it's starting the Leaving Cert, but it's OK. Yeah, it's definitely a bit scary to go into the Leaving Cert cycle, but it'll be all worth it in the end, I suppose. What's been your
8: favourite um, school time so far be it primary or secondary was there a particular year
5: or a teacher Oh my god TY I love TY so much it was just the best I like I would really like push everyone to do it instead of skipping it mm-hmm. cuz I think even it's just like a year to just mature more and yeah I love my TY <laughs> Yeah I'd say TY as well like it's definitely a year for you to just like discover like what you like to do and like think about what you want especially going into the leave insert like what you want to do even. Do you find is it expensive being in school? A lot to pay for? Yeah, i school books. I think they're so expensive. I've gotten most of mine second hand. Like I've just got like, I went on like Facebook market and just like asked if anyone was selling them second hand. But I know a lot of girls like didn't do that and they bought them all first hand and like that's a lot of money out of your pocket. Some of them are like 50 euro per book. It's insane. Yeah, the school books are so expensive, especially if you have, like, siblings
0: as well. They have to get school books for, like, it can be, like, a complete burden on your family. Kids are back to school this week. Any experience of it?
9: Not really, no. I was never really good in school myself. No. So...
8: what did you think of school?
9: Nothing. No, No, I left early. I was working in prize when I was 14, so I didn't do any leaving or junior or anything, so...
8: You were more thinking, I'll get out, I'll make some money. Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah. Ah, it's different now, you know, you need school and to get into yeah. jobs and things.
8: And did you do primary school?
9: Yeah, I done primary school in Aska, yeah. What
0: did
9: you think of it? Not too bad. Yeah. I didn't really like school in general much.
0: Was it the whole setup of a school or Ah
9: when you, you know, when you were younger and them days No one really liked them so but you've somebody
0: going to school this week have you
9: my daughter started back this morning there yeah so she likes it she's done her junior shirt last year now so she's a couple more years to do and uh, how is she feeling about it all ah she doesn't mind it yeah. like me she doesn't mind it all and how expensive is it to send someone to school very very only the one now the rest are all finished but yeah. it's very expensive
0: and do you find it easier hard to cover the costs or
9: um ah, the, we get a bit of help off um, back to school and things like that and
8: is that much help or
9: ah, it would be yeah they get their uniform I suppose and things like that so.
8: any school memories? school memories lots of them lots of them good or bad? Good good, good 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 and what did you like about school? I loved my Irish and I loved my maths So oh, good and did you like school itself? Or? oh yeah well we had to walk to school we had to walk about three miles every day there like, and back but we had fun and you remember fondly? yeah yeah, certainly. Any school
3: memories all that came back to school this week?
8: I hated it. <laughs> did you? Why? You just hated it. Mm. Have you any good memories? I do, I have great friends. Yeah. And you kept
3: your friends, did you? Yeah, very much so, yeah. And mm. Why do you think, how did you keep that bond going? Because we grew up together. Mm.
6: Mm. That was great memories.
3: Mm. So it wasn't all bad? No,
8: no, no, no. no. Before school, no. no. What's your favourite school memory? Oh, I, I had to remember. It's so the last I was in school now. It's the last time I was in school. Yeah. <laughs> so Years since I was in school now. Yeah. Do you remember, did you like it or? I loved it now, yeah. yeah. I loved it now, yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah. The gnomes were great and we had the gnomes visit. it was all different now. Yeah. It was grand. And do you have anyone in the family going to school or? No, only me me nephew's children now. Yeah. And they like it? Love it, yeah. Uh, kids are going back to school this week. Uh, have you anyone in your household? I do, yeah. I have a seven year old going back in, uh, he's going into first class. Yeah. And what's that like? What's the mood like in the house? Uh, yeah, he loves school now, so he does. He absolutely loves it, so I can't really complain about it. Like he has his moments where someone's, oh my, I don't want to get up. but he's grander than that. So, how expensive is it at the moment to send someone to school? Um, it depends. Like, well, now it's kind of a bit easy. Just don't have to get this, the colour and pencils and all that. But still, their uniform, like the tracksuit alone, without even getting the t-shirts and all, can range between uh, sixty-five to eighty euros, depending, like and then if you're if they're going to the higher schools it can cost a hundred and something euros for the uniform or more like and they're then right because like, they can't have in his school now they can't have the ones with the laces so it's just the velcro strap so they could be around talking 20 Euro, or up 20 if you go to pennies now they're 18 euros upwards like and i'm looking at him he's at an age where they're growing fast yeah, and uh, pennies, he's not looking for, he's looking for JDs. Yeah, the big brands. <laughs> yeah, the big, big brands. brands. Do you get any help at all uh, with the school costs, or oh, do you have to make sacrifices to cover them? Or um, No, we do get help. We get a school grant, so we do a back-to-school clothing allowance, which helps out a terrible lot. Like If we didn't have that, I'd say every one of us in the town would be screwed.
1: I'm very honoured to uh, be in a grace there talking uh, to people on Kenny and Carlo Sean, you be quiet for a minute. Sean O'Harragon is in studio uh, for our Friday panel, along of course with the very well-behaved councillor Deirdre Cullen, the Fianna Falls. She's in
9: here, and um, they're both here. For the Friday panel.
0: The Friday panel on
9: or Live. With thanks to Paul Kelly Hogan Lanigan, the Kenny's leading law firm. See a full list of our services at pkhl.ie.
1: It is, of course, the Friday panel every Friday, and as you well know, Sean O'Harragon is in the studio, a Labour Party activist, and of course, Councillor Deirdre Cullen of Fianna Fall. You're both very welcome in. As always, a great pleasure to have you in. Um, We'll get into all the politics and all that stuff later on. We'll warm up with... uh, Sean, your first year, your first 1st of September, where you're not running around as school principal trying to make sure everybody has settled in. Do you miss it?
6: Uh, I'd have to say I miss the smallies. Um, I think, you know, the most exciting moment of the school year is the junior infants arriving into any school. And, you know, whether I was principal or a class teacher, every teacher is aware of the buzz around the first day of junior infants arriving and, you know, you kind of build, start a relationship with those kids that last for eight years uh, in the school life and you see their characters developing and everything else and, of course, you see the mammy's crying and sometimes even the daddy's crying and even though that's got a lot less, I'd have to say, because I think with the two years of of uh, early childhood Mm -hmm. education most kids are kind of well in the loop now but you still have the odd one and always the one that surprises you the child that every parent thinks it's going to be cool as a breeze. That's the child who yeah. gets upset. Um, but no, I'd have to say I'm quite happy uh, to, be, uh, <laughs> to be leaving it to others and and uh, and, uh, and let them get on with, with doing the job. 35 years, of any job is a long time. Deirdre, he is and, looking and, uh, very comfortable, isn't he? He's rocked in he, here this he
1: morning in a linen shirt. I mean, he'd normally be yeah. probably be suited and booted <laughs> this time of year normally.
10: Exactly, whereas I'm sweating because I, 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 I tore over from school. This is my free class period so <laughs> I'll be tearing back across the the, the city after this to to take on uh, my, take over my third year so no I'm very different uh, situation Sean um, we too of course you've the first years in a lot of fresh faces and this week is very much about reminding them where everything is showing them around and that and new subjects now it's a huge huge transition mm. um, it, you know whether it's from, from play school to primary primary to post primary can't underestimate how massive it is to any young person and and uh, Yeah, they're all very well behaved this week now and I'm sure a couple of heads will pop up up now next week when they get a bit bit braver. But no, it's great to see a full cohort. Gosh, it was only a couple of years ago the the corridors were empty. So um, delighted everybody's back and uh, uh, the uniforms are absolutely astoundingly perfect this week. Pristine. (laughs) And, well, uh, no, look, it's great great to have everybody back. My kids, incidentally, uh, they skipped into primary school. They're, they're starting 5th and 6th out in Venice Bridge now this year. And uh, they pretended they didn't want to go back, but uh, I think they're secretly delighted. Yeah, legalite. I think, I think yeah. they all were.
1: It's interesting because obviously our calendar year runs from January through to December, but so many of our of our state institutions are sort of based around that school mm. year. We know obviously the doll takes a bit of a break during the summer recess, and you know so much of our thoughts are framed around that. It's it's a weird sort of combination to have the beginning of a new year at the same time when we're starting to roll into those slightly darker uh, winter months. It's a very very important time for the children over the next three months, isn't it?
10: Oh, yeah, I, yeah, hugely, I I thought in Australia at one stand, they get their their holidays there and in, into... Their summer holidays, their summer in, holidays at Christmas. Summer holidays at Christmas, so it, it's a bit different, yeah, so they, they they literally go from, you know, from January to December, I suppose, yeah. um, or February to December, but uh, yeah, look, a really busy time and uh, it's great, great to, to have everybody back to school, but... Mindful, I suppose. There's a lot of people who find it uh, a stressful time. Uh, Parents, of course, can find it stressful, but a lot of kids out there find uh, the formal education quite stressful as well. And we see that increasing um, year on year. Now, I'd be lying to say it's it's just since COVID. It's not since COVID. Um, The the incidence of anxiety and um, and stress amongst young adults is quite high. And I'm always mindful of that uh, when we start back because. Uh, sometimes the 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 kid to to really keep an eye on is the kid that doesn't Rear their heads, the the quiet child in the back that that doesn't say much. So yeah, look at it's difficult. we have well been in in every primary and secondary school now. We've we've courses to to concentrate on kids, and uh, and rightly so. Yeah. Well,
1: it's it's a perfect Friday panel for the week that is because we've got two people who are either currently from or certainly have been entrenched in the education system for for all of their working lives. Both are very heavily involved in politics as well. And as I said, we will get onto the political stuff. Mm. But John, obviously, um, also at this time of year, I was saying it earlier on in the week. I had a primary school drop off for the first time this year on Wednesday happen to be lashing rain mm-hmm. and you know, you're, you're panicked, you're stressed you're running around as a parent, you're pulling hoods up you're jumping out of cars but at the same time, as of before those that tragically passed away yesterday, we had had 26 deaths on the roads of Ireland over the last 30 days And mm-hmm. um, what would you say as a principal uh, or as a former principal to parents in terms of just reminding themselves and the young people in their lives to be careful
6: well, I think you know, I I would have been a, a bad offender about this myself. You know, the, the panic in the morning um, is something that I think every house has to try and manage. You know, we all have kids who. Jumped out of bed in the morning. We had kids who were exactly the opposite and had to be dragged out. And you know, cars are stressful places in the morning. I know, emers, uh, uh kind of car and and those kind <laughs> of things where it can make it a little bit easier. But it is a difficult time, and I think we do need to learn all of us collectively to slow down. Um, and I would, as always, as I always did at school, encourage parents to get their kids to walk to school and to cycle to school where they can at all. Um, in a, a, you know, because the reality is a huge amount of traffic congestion in this city and in towns and villages around the two counties here are as a result of car traffic. I mean, I saw it first thing on Wednesday morning. I looked out the window and it was bumper to bumper down our road, which effectively is a bit of a, a, a shortcut through yeah. to some of the primary and post-primary schools in, in the city. But, you know, we have to extend you know all this pales into insignificance with what has happened particularly in tipperary this week and portlaoise as late as yesterday with a very small child and being killed you know i think we really need to get on top of the road safety issues um, and we all need to be very mindful of the fact that we don't know the causes of many of these accidents over the last number of weeks and funerals are taking place this morning but as a country really do need to look very carefully all of us collectively at the way you know my father used to say to me always drive like there's somebody around the corner lying in the middle of the road which might be seen as being as being pushing it too far but the reality is you know i think we all do need to slow down i mean we've seen it as councillors I'm a farmer councillor. When you try to reduce the speed limit on a road, or when you try to reduce speed limits within within even urban areas, people complain because they want to be able to get everywhere as quickly. And it as really they doesn't make any can. difference. I mean, it makes no. I mean, I had a great story from my father on a a slightly lighter note. Even in this context, we were passed by a guy when we were driving to Limerick one day from South Kerry. A young lad overtook us on a very bad bend, could have killed us and could have killed everybody else around him. And, and you know. Uh, almost 100 miles later, he was two cars ahead of us at the traffic lights <laughs> in Douro Dial in Limerick. It just, and my dad, who was yeah. the quietest man, got out of the car, walked up, tapped on his window, and just said to the young fellow, He said, Now, was it worth it? He said, You could have written us all off. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
10: look, at and I suppose just to to start with, particularly, you mm. know, as a, a, a teacher of leaving certain that as well uh my mm-hmm. my deepest condolences to all of those poor souls that lost their lives Absolutely, in limerick yeah. uh or in in tipperary, tipperary. Yeah. i was talking to one of the the teachers from the presentation in tipperary yesterday and the grief is immense yeah. and uh you know thinking of all of them and look at yes uh, the 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 numbers of deaths on the roads uh, are hiring is increasing. It's been increasing for quite a while now. Actually, we get our statistics at our JPC, John policing Committee meetings, and uh, every meeting we're given the the, the stats, and uh, they're they're only going in one direction. Now, I did call uh, called previously uh, last year, and I think it's something we should think about. I remember back um, when, if you'd you'd remember Sean as well, when Gay Byrne um, was the face of the RSA campaign, yeah. slow down. Now, you know that was everywhere you turned on your tv and those adverts that campaign was constantly on our airwaves and on our television screens it's and intre- at the time we had the lowest instances of road traffic deaths in the country mm. that's no coincidence and we need something no, like that, was that gay. campaign no that was gay
1: and the power of that campaign i mean well, it was probably it, it, i think it was probably symptomatic of two things one the fact yeah. that it was a big structured organized campaign but
10: yeah. well, we I, need to do, we need to do that again because look at well Ryan nobody uh, won't be
1: doing it that's no
10: he won't for sure but, but one look at nobody sets out um, to be involved in a road traffic incident uh, or or crash um, you know and it's just to to continually and constantly remind people to slow down particularly when weather conditions are bad and that yeah um, you know what? What else can we do? We definitely need more um, patrols on our roads um, in terms of speeding and that. Uh, as I've been on your program before, talking and giving out about Garda resources and lack of. And
1: off. I mean, we heard during the week now that the JPCs probably won't even be allowed to be chaired by councillors anymore. Independent chairs possibly coming well, in for possibly, those meetings we well. Possibly, we, we but
10: we, we, can, we can still shout quite loudly at our JPC meetings. <laughs> of, that is, of that, there is no well, doubt. Theater, but,
1: but just gotta, go on. I'm going to. go on. Make that point very quickly because before you no, start shouting loudly. We we need to go to that break. <laughs> in yeah, a no, thing. we
10: can. But I d- just just c- coming back to something that Sean said. Look, at I mean, it's not practical. You cannot cycle to school on no. a country road at, at of a dark morning or cycle cycle back from a bus of a dark evening. It's not possible people need to use their cars in rural any in rural Ireland. Um, but we need a, a, a revamped campaign. We need more patrols on our roads. Not in offices, not in guard barracks, as I've said uh, at the last time I was on this Friday panel. And uh, and we just need a reminder to everybody of the dangers that are out there on, well, on our roads.
1: It is the Friday panel. We'll get into um, their ballparks as they stand now. I mean, Deirdre is still yeah, balancing the line between teaching and politics. Um, Sean you? has he crossed the line? I don't know. We'll find out in a few moments' time. <laughs> it's the Friday panel on KCLR Live.
0: KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlow with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie
10: Hello from Team Hope. We're the people behind the annual Christmas shoebox appeal. We know you don't usually hear from us at this time of year, but we wanted a quick word with all the teachers as thoughts turn to the new term. We want to say thanks. Thanks for looking out for our kids inspiring them encouraging them and being one of the important connections in their lives thanks for making a difference to the
2: children who receive the shoe boxes too thanks to everyone that helped team hope to make children smile
0: tradelocal.ie is your new local classifieds website advertise and sell for free on tradelocal.ie download the tradelocal.ie app and start connecting directly with your locals today The Citroen EC4 and all-new EC4X are fully electric. So that means zero
1: exhaust emissions. Their progressive hydraulic cushion suspension means zero vibrations. Their renowned advanced comfort seating means zero discomfort. And now, their impressive finance offer means percent interest rate. Book a test drive today at your local Citroen dealer and zero... For yourself. Um, do you know TK Maxx is full of big brands that are always at like small prices.
8: Yeah, literally everyone knows that. Oh, Bill knows. I know that. Jill knows. Uh-huh. Curtin kids and they're rather loud, toys know. Even aliens know. Take
4: us to your big brand
8: so yeah, everyone knows there's no deal like a TK Maxx deal. Big brands, small prices in store
0: today. <laughs> Newly engaged or soon to be engaged? Don't miss Kilkenny's newest wedding showcase this September 28th. For your free ticket and the chance to win a 1,000 euro holiday voucher, visit KLR 96 fmcom forward slash wedding. Carlo Kilkenny, KCLR.
9: It's Friday morning, it's the Friday panel
0: The Friday panel on KCLOR
9: live With thanks to Paul Cully Hogan-Lanigan, the Kenny's leading law firm See a full list of our services at pkhl.ie
1: Joining me in studio this morning, Sean O'Harrigan and councillor Deirdre Cullen of Fianna Fáil Deirdre, as a politician, I'm going to ask you Is it time, now that the boundaries have been drawn, for somebody to start shouting Ready, set, go is it uh, yeah, local I, elections I, next year, and obviously general elections coming fairly soon after that?
10: Yeah, I I would imagine they would. Look at anyone running the local elections. Uh, I I hope to be running absolutely. Um, but you know, the the starting gun has already been shot. Really, I mean, you're 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 constantly aware that you have elections next year. But you're working hard in any case. I think for the general, I think there's an awful lot of uh, TDs or incumbent, you know, p- potential um, candidates to run in the general who are waiting on Wednesday morning and waiting to see would it be worth their while. Uh, I- is it a better draw, let's say, for them <laughs> now? You know, um, so there was a a good few winners and losers right across the country, but. Uh, as as of what happened here in Kilkenny, I don't think any of us saw that coming. Anybody I've spoken to, there was and I know you know, everyone is is saying that there was potentially um going to be changes maybe to to the ferry bank area and all of that. But uh I, when I was opening up the email on Wednesday morning, like, but like the Leaving Cert, as everyone's saying, I definitely, definitely didn't see it coming, yeah. that uh, we would have well, the likes it, of Arlingford and that.
1: It is like a, a Leaving Cert results, you know, that yeah. um, now that the, the boundary lines have been drawn, politicians are almost looking at the CAO results now, going, yeah. OK, so that's what I've got to work with. Where can I go from here? I think yeah. the starting gun is certainly for it. Sean, have,
6: have you heard the firing of the starting gun? Oh, I think it's well fired. I, th- I think, you know, once you've. Yeah, have you, got, you heard I, the firing at the starting uh, gun? Uh, I'm not sure what that means very well. well I'll ask uh, you the record is always going. <laughs> go have you considered running? I have considered running, and, and, and I'm thinking about it I'm not sure it's something the discussion that has to happen within the party but you know it's it's, I must uh, have started already, it's a disease that's very hard to shake um, uh, and look I mean one way or the other I will be involved um, I'm chair of the constituency and I will be playing a role in trying to ensure that we do as well as possible and what that role exactly will be we'll wait and see And uh, until decisions are made but uh, I think across all parties decisions are, I mean one thing I'm very concerned about Brian is that Every party is finding it very difficult to get their hands on candidates. It's very difficult to persuade people to stand. And um, you know, we have families, prominent families in Kilkenny, where people are stepping back after generations. Um and you know, I think and that's the way it is, unfortunately, mm. around the country. And it's a combination of factors, you know, the the social media focus on people, the the very hard time that councillors and, and, and members of the Iraq get um, from every angle, and I think a lot of that has to stop. And I think there has to be a way made to find it stop. and um, I think that you know the openness of people to personal attacks and all sorts of attacks, I think needs to be needs to be curbed yeah. because we've we've gone down uh, quite a negative route in terms of politics. And you know, even this week, the whole agenda about well, you know, what do we want with more TDs? and um, you know, it is a constant carp from people. Why do we need so many councillors? We know have the lowest number of councillors in Europe. Uh, per head of population in Ireland because stupidly uh, we abolished our town and borough council something that I've been you know we had a council in Kilkenny which was almost a thousand years old and the decision was made stupidly uh, to abolish that council I think in a ridiculous fashion and you know the best decisions that are made are made closest to the person in their own communities. Mm. And certainly I'd like to see Kilkenny City Council re-established and Carlow Town Council re-established. People don't agree with me on that. But, I, th- you know, I think we need good people to step forward in every party or in no party and want to represent our community. I'll
1: come to you in a moment about the value of councillors and, and, and whether those decisions, for example, to abolish the boroughs have really made a difference. Um, just one last question for you Sean. Do you think uh, the Labour Party and the people of Kilkenny would see you as a good option?
6: I don't know Brian. I mean look, you know that's that, that was there in the past um, we have excellent we have an excellent councillor in Thomas Bannock, We've two excellent councillors in Carlo. You know Kilkenny City has had a councillor for the Labour Party for almost the whole duration of the history of the state, except since the local elections in, in, in uh, 2019. And, you know, one way or the other, I would love to see that re-established. I think it's very important that we have a concert in the city where, which was represented by the Pattersons, the Pattersons, the Cody's, so many brilliant people over the generations. Um, and, you know, I suppose, to come back to the thing about the boundary. I, I think it is important, that we do send out a clear message to the people who live in the affected areas in Arlingford and Tolerone and Johnstown, um, You know, they're certainly, I think, very confused. I happened to be in Orlingford the, uh, the other evening um, and people are very confused about how this is going to work out. I mean, I think it's very important to say to people in that area that there are pockets around the country uh, of places where you're in one Dahl constituency but you were in another county, the county you've yeah. always been in and that's the way it's going to be in North Kilkenny, you're going to be represented by your councillors on Kilkenny County Council um, but I would have to say too I got a phone call uh, within a half an hour of the announcement of the results from a TD in uh, Kildare North or in in Terry North inquiring about the area that's now going to be included mm-hmm. in his electoral area and you know I think the people of that area particularly Labour Party supporters need have no fear but they'll of good representation after the next general election, to look after it.
1: Deirdre, election. Sean, um, visiting people in Orlingford. It sounds like you might be getting the steps in <laughs> over the next 18 months. <laughs> Sean,
10: <laughs> Sean might be running in Tipperary now, maybe, by the sounds of it. Uh, no, look, Sean is right. Gallen would like to hear that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think Sean is right. Um, I think first and foremost, w- what the people of the you know, Freshford Tullerone Erlingford, Orlingford, Galmoy, all of those areas, uh, they've excellent local councillors that have been working very hard. Some like Mary Hilda Kavanagh for a very, very long time. Uh, You've Michael Delaney, Michael McCarty, etc. cetera. So uh, that work doesn't change. You know, in in terms of the the work of the councillors in their own in their own municipal districts and in their own particular areas in their municipal districts that they that they um, work particularly hard in. Um, so, but look at it is incumbent on whoever gets elected in, in Tipperary uh, that they don't forget that pocket of Kilkenny. It's easy to say that they'll be well represented. Um, they you know. Let's make sure they're well represented. But I, I was, you know, I think people would be encouraged to hear John McGuinness say the other day on the on the radio that um, he won't be abandoning any of um, mm. any of those in in those areas that he has worked hard for in the past. And uh, uh, Jennifer McNamee said the same. So um, that's very important too. But um, yeah, look, it is very interesting. I suppose the the, mo- the most difficult part, perhaps, for the people in that area, is um, getting to know the TDs that will be on the ballot paper when the the general election comes and i would hope that uh, all of those TDs adequately canvas that area and introduce themselves and introduce what they're about I think and I and, and, th- and let people know and that they won't ignore that area thinking it's 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 new it's you know, it's it's too far down, you know, from where I'm based, etc. Um, they should all canvass it and canvass it well uh, because people deserve, uh, you know, appropriate uh, and, and honest and, and thorough local representation, which they get in terms of their local councillors and, you know, from all of us in all of our areas, but it, but also in terms of the TDs that will be uh, representing them nationally. Um, so really important. So whoever is going to put themselves on the ballot paper for TIP, um, I, 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 they better get down there quick and get to know I, I, them.
1: I think we'll find here, for example, at Casey Laura, I mean, a, a bit like John said, he'll continue to represent the people of that area, and obviously we, you know, we will as well. I don't think it'll be that long before we start getting here at Casey Laura. TDs and potential TDs from this new North Tip constituency. (laughs) Saying,
6: "I'm around now. Next week, if you want to stick me on the Friday panel, so rightly so yeah." Yeah. And and, and there are big beasts in that constituency. I mean, Alan Kelly and Michael Laurie Mm. are, are formidable political forces. And I think the other thing to remember as well is, up until now, those TDs, and until the next general election. Those TDs are potential candidates in our Tipperary. We're representing a constituency that went all the way down to Carrick and Shore. It's not that big a step for them to make to find their way to Freshford and Tullerone uh, in comparison with the journey that they had over the, over the whole county. So they'll have a reduced constituency and you'd certainly, I'd agree yeah. with Deirdre, I would be confident that people will get will get very good representation by whoever represents yeah. them. And, and who's to say that a, a candidate or candidates may not emerge in North Kilkenny yeah. who want to contest that constituency? Here as well so yeah, it'll, it'll it. be
1: interesting times ahead um, I'll joined Friday panel today uh, we've got both of the guys in studio Councillor Deirdre Cullen of Fiann Fall and um Uh, Labour Party activist for the moment, at least, uh, Sean Sean O'Harrigan, on today's Friday panel. It's uh, just coming up on 8 minutes to 12 o'clock. We're going to take a short break and uh, we'll get the guys' thoughts on electric picnic, maybe, (laughs) to lighten the mood a little bit as we get closer to 12 after this.
0: KCLR Live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.
1: Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. It's the Friday panel
9: here on KCLR.
0: The Friday panel on KCLR Live. With
9: thanks to Paul Collie Hogan Lanigan, the Kenny's leading law firm. See a full list of our services at pkhl.ie.
1: Sean O'Harrigan and Deirdre Cullen, both still with me in studio. Um, coming to some of the lighter stuff, we'll talk EP, electric picnic for those that don't know what EP means, um, in just a moment. So, um, but obviously, big sporting news coming in the last 24 to 48 hours. The FAI deciding not to renew the contract for Vera Pau. Deirdre, given the success, I mean, I heard it described as a historic moment in Irish women's sport, a moment that lifted the nation. And here we are, a couple of weeks post-tournament. She's gone. You surprised?
10: Yeah, I am absolutely surprised. it's 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 it is an unusual scenario whereby you bring a team um you know, four years ago that that really were in the doldrums, and uh, the there wouldn't there'd be very few young people who would know any member of that team four years ago. and uh, you you take them on to qualify for their first World cup. And you know, incidentally, those results over in Australia were tight. Mm. And how you achieve all of that, with a team and with an organization and 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 bringing it through to such success like that and be told a few short weeks later that you're gone i find it unusual now i know a statement came out today uh from vera pow so it sounds like there's a, a hell of a lot more to the story than we know or perhaps than we'll ever know but uh you have to ask yourself uh what does success look like and to me, that has been a successful mm. managerial decision yeah. in terms of appointing Vera Pau. And there
1: definitely seemed to be some tensions, though, towards the end of the tournament, though, yeah. didn't there? There, there
10: did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, we don't know the ins and outs, but at the end of the day, you want results. You, you you, you, bring somebody in to get you to somewhere, whether it's the European Championships, whether it's the World Cup. Vera Pau has achieved the World Cup, mm. so that's unusual. What I will say is, uh, in terms of legacy and looking back, um, my own club out in Benisbridge East end we have entered what i think three new girls teams this year we've registered that weren't in existence yeah. last year that's that's the impact that it has had on, um, girls participation in sport, playing soccer etc and 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 wider than that so that's massive that's yeah. massive for the grassroots in terms of soccer here in this country and uh, that is because of Vera Powell and her achievements but now she's gone.
1: Sean we obviously want that type of impact that Deirdre just mentioned to continue, um, do you feel that it would have to be led by a female for that level of interest and impact to continue or would putting a male coach in there at this stage Diminish that a lot.
6: I mean, personally, look from a women's rights point of view and an example. I would like to see another female manager, uh, and I think you know that. I think it has been a huge step forward. You know, Ireland came back from from. I remember Euro, the Euros in eighty eight, and Ireland came back. And, you know, we hadn't done brilliantly uh, out in Germany. We had obviously got that famous win over uh, our, our lovely neighbours. Um, but, you know, there was a huge celebration, like we had won the European Championships mm. and likewise. And the same uh, in 1990. 1990 after, I was yeah,
1: looking yeah, back yeah. at music charts uh, from 1990 yesterday yeah. and, and you Irish you, songs, yeah, you Give yeah, It a Last and Jack and yeah, all yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff.
6: Yeah, yeah, and 15, 16 weeks dominate Irish music absolutely. charts. Absolutely. And I mean, look, you know, I think Vera Pau did a brilliant job as manager. Her statement this morning is very interesting in that she talks about. Interfering in the FAI and the way she was doing her job on a day to day basis. I think it's going to be very difficult to square the circle. I certainly would like people to To be reminded of of what she did, the achievements that she pulled off, but unfortunately in the world of sport, it is now next an business, and we have to start looking at the next person. Um, and just before, and um, I suppose maybe more importantly for Kilkenny people, if we were to thank anybody this morning, I think it's very important we thank Richie Hogan for incredible service uh, to Kilkenny hurling, and mm. you know, and and all he has given. You know, he came on again in the All Ireland final this year, yeah. and you know his sense of achievement. Dear last point on,
1: on on sport and and either Richie your
10: uh, yeah look at it as well R- Richie he, he only um, grew up just barely up the, the, the Danesport hill there went yeah. to primary school in Bennisbridge no great guy and uh, we were very proud of him yeah. uh, they're all very proud of him in Danesport uh, and we certainly are in Bennisbridge as well uh, what service he's given I wish him the very best of luck and uh, you, you can't ask for more commitment than what he's given
1: Very
6: well said Well, and before uh, we On, on go women in sport a very quick one Brian I, I said this to you earlier on Rebecca Patterson is a milliner right, yep. a hat maker in Kakenny and she's the wonderful. Person, her niece won the silver medal in the most incredible high jump competition, uh, representing Australia and um, during the week. And that's a huge moment of pride for a family like that. And the Irish athletes came so, so yeah, close. yeah, yeah. I I and mean, there I have think to be medals, the women's athletes probably absolutely. even more so than the men. There American. have to be medals in the Olympics for us, please. God, fingers
1: crossed. Congratulations so to them. Right. Um, congratulations also to Catherine Malone and Bally Hale who won our passes for the uh Tremor amusement rides at the weekend all rides right. tickets for the picnic we're just about done out of time but listen very quickly Deirdre if I had tickets for EP under the desk would you take them off A
10: 100%, Sean, and, I'd, I 100%
6: and my wife would <laughs> particularly take them off you I, to see Paul <laughs> and teeny, uh, I, I, tomorrow but anyway we're still working on it we haven't yeah, got more no
10: I was at Little Picnic back in the day when it was just starting out and I, I know it's very different now but uh, oh god what a great weekend yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I, I'll I, be working hard now for next year I, I haven't been in a while, so if you have any spare, Brian, <laughs>
6: uh,
10: I'll, I'll hang on for a few minutes afterwards.
6: She'll be looking for new tickets, new new Wellingtons after the elections. Yeah, <laughs> well, we,
1: we'll go and let the Cullen councillor um, for Fianna Fáil uh, joining us this morning. Thank you very much. She's going to go and pat everybody down in the building now, frisk them all to see if they have EP tickets. So I'll go uh, back to school, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> back to school, Shauna Harrigan. We await further news.
6: Oh, yeah, uh, the news is on at twelve.
1: O'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, due course. Sean the Friday panel. Thanks for each picture on us this morning. Uh, I'm at the gap of lots more to do this afternoon, as has John Keane. He'll be with you between twelve and four. Thanks to Amy uh, for producing all week. Thanks to all the team here at KCLR News at twelve is on the way.
0: KCLR live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre, Carlow, with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets, and a state of the art IC Cinema. See Fairgreen.ie. The